Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Catholic Education Foundation podcast number 22. This podcast will feature Sarah Weatherwax, the executive director of Louisville's Community Catholic Center, along with Catholic Education Foundation president Rich Lechleiter. How are we doing today? Great. Awesome. Thank thanks you so much me. for having us. Absolutely. Sarah, thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. Yeah. Appreciate it. So, Rich, 22 of these. Man, oh. we've had some great guests. We've had great guests. We've had great following. Uh-huh. If you look at our numbers out there, you can speak to that. I mean, we've, oh, yeah. we've got a quite a following. So even on the low end, we're getting about 15,000 or so listens. So that's kind of the bottom end, and some of our some of our our, our podcasts have gotten forty thousand listens. So it's just it's incredible the amount of people that take the time to listen. It's all over the country. Wow, it's uh, well, it was your idea from the beginning. Now, I'm sure that the forty and fifty thousand group. That's when you had Julie on, I bet. Well, <laughs> I don't know if it was Julie. Uh, I think one of those had the uh, the Archbishop when he was brand new. Uh, so yeah, that that was yeah, one of them. Yeah. But but yeah. So but Sarah, thank you so much for being here. Um, welcome to the show. Many of our listeners may not know a lot about the Catholic Community Catholic Center. Sorry, I'm gonna, that's going to take me a second. So the Community Catholic Center. So let's start by describing the organization, how it got started, and what is it really all about? Um, okay, well, we started a little over 20 years ago in Portland. We actually celebrated our 20th anniversary last spring at our reception. Yay. Um, yeah, so we started um, when the last school in the West End closed 20 years ago, which was Community Catholic School. And a group of our founders wanted to make sure that families in Portland and the West End were able to continue attending and sending their kids to Catholic school despite the new barriers of geography and transportation and other things because there were no more West End Catholic schools available. So we talked about that before we went on air. I remember Community Catholic as a school that we actually played football against back in my grade school days, which was a long time ago. So that's no, so we're no longer a school. Now we're a center. Correct, yes. And actually some of our parents in our program uh, went to Community Catholic School. Awesome. So mm-hmm. they, they mm-hmm. love being a part of the center because sure, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. even though the school's not around anymore. Well, because it was probably super important to them and their lives, yeah. and mm-hmm. now it's important to their kids' lives. Makes sense. Yeah. Awesome. So a little bit more about kind of what you guys do. Sure. Um, We served hundreds of families over the last 20 years. Um, We provide resources, primarily financial assistance. Um, We do supplement what CEF offers. We work with them to get families where they need to be. Um, We also provide academic support and academic testing for families, which is a great cost normally, but we do it for free. And we provide social-emotional resources like counseling and Mm -hmm. workshops. Um, Our goal is to make sure that our families are able to attend school, but also that they can thrive in the classroom and in the Catholic community that they're in. Big job. It's a huge job, and and Sarah is doing a great job of, first of all, attracting volunteers to do this work. It's not easy work to do. And to provide, this is, again, this goes above and beyond a kid actually going to a Catholic school. This is before school and after school, the kinds of activities that are put together, both for the students and the families. Right. They're all included in this. And I would assume, much like we feel like we're doing at the Catholic Education Foundation, you guys are changing lives there. I mean, this isn't just something that you take lightly. I mean, this is really changing a kid's life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Some of the parents would definitely tell you that, and they usually do. Um, we usually have a parent speaker at our at our reception every spring, and mm-hmm. the stories are always really mm-hmm. nice to hear, especially with when the families rally around each other and support each other. 
through the community. That's awesome. All right. So, sir, how did you come to know about the center and what attracted you to be the leader of it? Um, well, uh, I was new-ish to Louisville a few years ago. Uh, my kids are products of Catholic school from when we lived in Indiana. Okay. And um, I actually was a teacher in what seems like another lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, I started out <laughs> my career in high school and and then moved to higher education and then i transitioned into nonprofit work when i got my master's degree and ccc just seemed like a good combination of my confidence in catholic education and my credentials and experience with teaching and nonprofit work and it's small enough that i got to i still get to interact with the families that we serve even though i'm the executive director Um, i've worked at larger nonprofits in the past and that's something that doesn't always happen so that was that was primarily a big selling point for me and this is your third year, is that correct? I just finished my third year. Okay, so, so you're going to your fourth year. three and a half year. years, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, have you enjoyed your time at the center? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'd be gone if I hadn't. Okay, well, <laughs> so. that's, I mean, that's great. So, yeah. so Rich, how did you become connected with the, uh, with the center? Gosh, I got connected. This is probably 15 years ago. I think Sister Barbara Burr, mm-hmm. who I think was the founding executive director, I yes. think. Yes, uh, she approached me and some other folks in the community because they were they really needed some funding uh, in in a big way. And you know we started we we actually launched the spring fundraiser. I think the first one was at Tom Peroni's house mm. in like 2010 or something. Okay, yeah, something right. like that. Okay, it was a group of us, maybe you know 50 people were there. Right. To and and to hear the story, there was a student there that spoke. Parents were there. And that was kind of the start, I think, of, of what is now a very nice fundraising event. So I kind of got, I just got enamored with the story. Um, I, I, I knew the history of our church in the West End and all that. And I thought, well, this is a unique way to provide a Catholic education, oh, yeah. kind sure. of outside the norm. Sure. But it can be done. But it takes it takes a lot of fundraising, a lot of resources. Again, so many services are offered in what kind of an non-traditional way through this program and that takes a lot of money it takes a lot of sweat and it takes a lot of resources absolutely it does so let's talk about that a little bit Sarah what kind of families are you guys supporting um we this year are supporting 85 students and 55 families that's Um, incredible they generally come from Portland or the surrounding zip codes we do have a geographic boundary qualification um, that they have to qualify to be in the program Um, they have a variety of barriers to accessing Catholic school or thriving in Catholic school so that can be anything from geography um, like they have to drive across the city to go to the school they want to go to. Um, family custody situations that affect geography and transportation. Um, financial barriers, so being able to afford Catholic school. Academic barriers, testing, uh, accommodations in the classroom, learning disabilities, um, and special needs and social emotional issues. So anything that's going on in the home that can affect the learning environment are all the things that affect our families and we try to remove as many of those barriers as we can so that they can succeed and it's all about getting these kids into a catholic school correct correct yes i mean that's kind of the ultimate goal and and, yes. and really we when they get into that system we're hoping that sets them up for a catholic high school yes. and even beyond and i think we'll, we'll get to that actually here in a little bit um, but it just sets them up for a, for a for hopefully a better future. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and all the families that come to us are families that come to us wanting to send their kids to Catholic school. 
So let's dive a little bit deeper into the programs that you guys provide. Um, you know, I, you, you've mentioned a bunch. You, you know, you even mentioned testing services. Um, let's talk a little bit about the programs themselves and the impact they provide. Okay. Um, primarily, we provide tuition assistance. It supplements what CEF offers, and Rich's staff is amazing at working with us and having conversations about our families. A lot of times when things don't show up on a tuition assistance application or in tax documents, um, if we have high-need families, they're wonderful at working with us to get the families where they need to be. Um, we also offer educational support. So we have after-school individualized tutoring, um, working, we have volunteers working with kids one-on-one -on -one, um, with identified need uh, based on recommendations from teachers, schools, and our staff. Um, we also have homework assistance, executive functioning, coaching. Um, that's a new thing that we're offering this year. We're trying to expand to supporting more kids. Um, we also have testing services. Um, we work with Spalding University Psychology Depro Department to provide testing for our families nice. free of charge. Um, and then we also have social emotional services. So we have a counselor on staff. She works with families, students. She does workshops for the parents. And then she also advocates for families within the schools. Um, if they need somebody to help mediate a conversation or they don't know how to handle something, she helps them with all of that. Are you guys tied into the archdiocese at all? Uh, we are an officially recognized Catholic entity of the archdiocese. Okay. So, so they provide support and services when needed? Um, they partner with us on things, but we're not a we're not a part of the archdiocese. Okay, makes They're sense. Affiliated. Yeah, I would say, and no offense intended, I would say when this thing first launched, not everybody was on the same page. Okay, I'll just say it that way. And there were lots of difficult decisions made around closing the schools for lots of various reasons, and. There was a, I think, a, a, a sort of a feeling of resentment yeah. around the event that happened right. in that part of our city, and um, so I think when Sister Barbara kind of got into this thing, she was sort of by herself, kind of. You got know? it. And I think over the years, uh, we obviously got more involved at the at the foundation in this endeavor, and I think people have all really come together around it today i think it's i think it's a great partnership today i really do but it wasn't always that way yeah well the so diocese works with us quite a bit well that's great <laughs> so and they should uh, rich explain a little bit more how this works so uh, you know uh, sarah's mentioning tuition assistance and obviously that's what the foundation does so how does that work hand in hand so yeah the families just like any of our other families at any other school you're going to go to our website it's an online application it's the only way you can do it it's a fax application uh, there's one application per family, no matter how many different schools your kids are in. So the family's got to fill it out. In some cases, they help the families fill out the form because it's they just they can't handle it. Yep, yeah. for lots of reasons. It's a lot. It's a lot for anybody. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we get everybody to apply, get them approved. Now we come in. We have lots of different funding partners as part of this process. Community Catholic puts up some of their own money. The Archdiocese of Louisville, through the parishes, puts up some money, uh, mostly around financial need. And then we kind of we kind of fill in the gaps. The, the foundation kind of looks at all these numbers and says, gosh, here's your need. Here's what Community Catholic can put in. Here's what the diocese can put in. Okay, what's left? So we kind of we kind of fill the gap. And the really cool part about it is it's not it's not just 
you know, a piece of software running numbers, okay? We're going to get a report out of facts that says your need is X. Right. But we, what we do is we spend time with Sarah and her team going through every family to make sure that what the machine spits out really makes sense for the family. Because to Sarah's point, sometimes on the facts application, you'll get the full story. Yep. Yep. And by doing that, some awards will go up, some will go down. It just depends. But we end up with the right answer for families. Each family gets kind of that right award. And, and before, when we didn't all work together, I think the right hand didn't know what the left hand was yeah, doing. Understood. And now it's a it's a very cohesive process. It seems to be working. I mean, we're in our ninth year. It seems to be working pretty well. So that makes a lot of sense. So you, you, you would go to the Catholic Education Foundation first, and then the Catholic Community, the Community Catholic Center comes in and kind of fills in some of those gaps, right, Sarah? Yeah, we kind of work in tandem. Yeah. Um, I, I spend a lot of time in the spring talking to several people on your staff about our right. families and their needs and then any appeals that are filed as well. Um, it's just kind of a case-by-case basis. Makes sense. Makes yeah, and sense. That's, that's, a good, that's a good point, Sarah. A lot of times, well, not a lot of times, some of the times the award we come up with isn't the right one. So there's an appeal process okay. that families can go through as well. And those are pretty time-consuming and pretty tedious, but we, we scrub them really good. Yeah. And uh, if the award needs to be adjusted, we do. And if it doesn't, we don't. Makes but it's sense. A, it's, a, it's a fair process for families. All right. So let's say someone um, wants to join the center. So let's say a family joins the center and wants their children to attend a Catholic school. How quickly can that happen? Pretty quick. Um, even though, and we have processes and deadlines and all the other kind of stuff you have to have in a large organization. But the truth is, if somebody were to call our office today, and we're probably dealing with a case somewhere in this diocese today yep. of a family that wants to go to St. Stephen Martyr mm-hmm. and wants to kind of move out of where they're at for various reasons, uh, we're on it. And we can have a kid, I mean, they got to work with the school, obviously, but we can, as far as the funding goes, it's a matter of days. Now, is there a waiting period before they can start school or before you guys can start helping them? How's that look? It varies by school. Most of the time, it's not a problem. I think when you get into, for a lot of the grade schools, I think transfers in middle school take a little longer and, and do, probably deserve a little more study. Uh, but generally, look, our doors are open. And um, there are very few of our schools that I would call full. Yeah. So that, that opportunity exists in almost every one of our 39 elementary schools. It's pretty cool. All right, Sarah, let's talk about some of the success stories. So after your students graduate from a Catholic elementary school, what happens after that? Do they go to the Catholic high schools? Most of our families do go to high school. So um, we partner with all high schools in Louisville. We don't always have students at all of the high schools. Catholic um, high schools. Catholic high schools, yes, sorry. Um, we don't always have students at all of them at any given moment, but we have had students go through all the Catholic high schools in Louisville so far. Um, we have 24 students in high school this year, um, and we partner with the assistance offices at each high school to basically do the same thing that we do with CEF. We just have conversations and get the families where they need to be, and we provide supplemental assistance for whatever they need for that particular Yeah, and, and here's where we could do better as an organization. I'm talking about the foundation. We, most of our work is K through eight, right? So when these kids go off yep. to Trinity or go off to Preds or wherever, we're not at the table. Yeah. 
to to provide some supplemental funding. Yeah. So there's more pressure on Sarah mm-hmm. and her organization, and there's mm-hmm. more pressure on the high school on the high schools individually to be able to do that. And and as we've talked before, strategically, what we want to do is move into the high school business. This is a really good example of why we would do it and when we would do it and where we do it. A little bit off script here, Rich, but I can't tell you how many families I've talked to, um, knowing my involvement with the Catholic Education Catholic Education Foundation and Catholic schools in general. We'd love to send our kids to Catholic school. I could probably swing grade school, but then my kid's going to want to go to Santa Trinity, and then there's no way we can swing that. And it's and then I've got one of them that's going to want to be at Assumption, and then one of them's going to be at Saint X at the same time. And then who can even afford that? So that's the issue that a lot of people run into when they're looking long term. Absolutely, and we you know we're talking to families all the time. Um, and remember, our our customer, our primary customer is is a family whose first kid is four years old and they're trying to say, okay, which way are we going with this? Right, thing? right. And so we want to appeal and talk to them in, in about how they can make the journey. We've heard this before. Hey, the, the grade school thing, I'm going to need a little bit of help, not a ton. But they're looking out, they're looking out nine years and saying, wow. Yeah, how in the wow. world are we going to do that? And it's, look, it's a problem across the country. It's not just particularly Louisville. And again, from my perspective or the foundation's perspective, we got to be at the table to do something about that. Oh, yeah. if, we, if we can't tell a family. Completely agree. Yeah. If we can't tell a family we're going to be with you K through 12, they may not go into sure. K. Yep. Are you so, making inroads there? Are we making inroads to, to be at the table there? Yeah, I think we're, um, we're in the midst of a capital campaign, kind of quiet phase. And that's one of the, one of the primary objectives of the campaign okay. is to create enough funding or my funding sources not to be the dominant funder in high school but to, to certainly supplement on a case-by-case basis similar to what sarah's talking yeah, about okay to fill that gap makes sense yeah makes sense so sir what about beyond high school are, are you guys helping in college at all um financially no um we do help the transition okay um, so we you know if they need if they have questions if they need help with an application or questions answered or they need information about a school we certainly help with that i know our counselor has provided social emotional support for some of our post high school graduates um, we always tell them you know if you are struggling with college or freshman year or the transition you can always come back you always have a home here um, mm-hmm. We've got graduates at Bellarmine, UofL, UK, Western Kentucky, Campbellsville right now, just off the top of my head. It's awesome. Um, most of them do go on to higher education of some, of some kind. Well, <laughs> would that be – so I'm going to ask another question kind of off script. How did the kids – how did the Community Catholic Center kids do in high school academically? How do they do generally? Um, it's kind of across the board. Um, a lot of them, depending on what they need as far as accommodations and support, but the high schools, I have to give the high schools credit. They provide so much support for Mm -hmm. all of our students, um, with resources and study halls and coaches and accommodations and support. See, that's, that's what's really necessary. We kind of are able to step back a little bit because they have, they have it covered to make sure that the kids succeed. Yeah, well, you hear it time awesome. and time again about our high schools, how good they are once that kid shows up at the oh. door, how good they really are in making sure they're successful. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we're dealing with a couple of the kids um, from the lunch, and these kids are just impressive 
human beings, mm-hmm. right? These high schools are doing a great job. They really are. I mean, it, 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 from we, we talked to a, a, a lady uh, by the name of Valentina who went to Mercy and just what a what a just awesome young lady. I mean, yeah. and you could tell Catholic schools have really set her up for success. Yeah, this is a girl whose family moved uh, to the United States from Columbia, I mm-hmm. think, and she was a, a grade schooler. And she found us, and we found her sort of at CEF, and yeah. she ended up attending St. Rita's School, went on to Mercy, and now she's in her third year at Speed School. Yeah, it's killing it. That's awesome. Yeah, she'll be That's designing the new, the first car that flies or something. I mean, it's just, <laughs> exactly. it's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, this partnership between the foundation and the center is changing the trajectory of many families, and obviously the Portland and Weston area, correct? Um, so, Sarah, give us some examples of kids who are part of this program that moved on to be very accomplished in their lives, like the Valentina we just talked about. Um, well, I have two examples, probably the most recent ones I've seen. Um, we have a graduate who's mm-hmm. still at Bellarmine. I think he graduates next year. Um, he got to Bellarmine on the Monsignor Tree Scholarship, mm-hmm. um, and they have been wonderful at working with him financially since to make sure he can stay there, yep. um, majoring in exercise science um, because he had a really great time on the wrestling team at St. X, so he kind of cool. was inspired to do that. Um, we also have another Prez grad who just got married, I think, last weekend, and she actually just bought a house. She graduated from Bellarmine Nursing Program, wow. um, labor and delivery nurse at Norton Women's yeah. and Children's Hospital. Wow. Killing it. Bought a house in Portland. <laughs> Great. To move back to the community. That's so fantastic. She lives, I think, across the street from our office. So. See how the see how the circle. cycle works. It does, and right I, t- I get so excited when I hear those stories yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Because it's 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 awesome. it's, it's what all this is meant to be doing, right? It's the good work at work. It's it's God's work at work. It's just so exciting to hear yeah. and see. You know, we we need to do Rich. We need to do a podcast that really just we just talk about these stories and just talk about all the success stories that all these kids who've come through the system have had. Because there's thousands. Of, I know. Thousands. I, it's just it's it's fun. It's, it's not, I don't know. It's not rare. It's exhilarating. So, Sarah, as a leader, obviously you've got to have plans, right, to grow the center. Um, so what are your plans for the for the Community Catholic Center going forward? Um, we just finished a strategic plan the spring of 2022 with the Board of Directors. Um, so our five-year plan right now is to explore qualitative growth rather than quantitative growth, meaning we want to make sure that our programming is serving the needs of our families before we start expanding numbers-wise. Um, that was the most important thing. Um, so we're exploring ways to expand our programming and make sure that it's serving the variety of needs our kids and families have. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are we recently restructured our educational support program so that we could expand the different types of support we offer rather than just tutoring um, in reading and math because that's kind of what we were focused on in- initially. Um, so that's where we're at now. We're also exploring ways to monitor and track data and quality and get feedback from families and teachers and schools so that we can make sure we're meeting needs. And then after that, we will look towards getting bigger. Getting bigger. Yeah. <laughs> but it, that makes sense. And honestly, I don't know that I've, I've heard that from a lot of nonprofits. Mm-hmm. It's saying, hey, we need to make sure that we are helping the people that we're currently helping in the right way first. Yeah. Then we'll talk about helping more. Makes sense, right, Rich? I mean, that. Yeah, because you're, if I remember this correctly, most of your kids will attend Notre Dame Academy, I think. 
St. James School yeah, in it's, uh, the it's Highlands. About even St. James, Notre Dame, St. Paul, St. Nicholas, and yeah. St. Stephen Martyr at this point are all pretty, pretty even, pretty even yeah. populated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and those. Listen, we've done. We've talked a lot about St. James uh, on these podcasts and the work they're doing over there on Inside Drive, and it's 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 very powerful. Yeah. I've spent a lot of time over there in the last two years. Got a great new leader over there, mm-hmm. and um, it's not easy. Oh, okay. it's not easy. As Sarah, Sarah, I'll tell you, this is not an easy program. This, these are tough situations in some cases that deserve a lot of attention yeah. and require a lot of resources. But it is so worth it. It's so worth it. And, Rich, we just put out our numbers. So people now know that we've helped over 3,700 kids this past year. Pretty yeah, exciting. we had the best, best year, thanks to our donors uh, and our funding partners. We had the best year we ever had with uh, – scholarships to 3,700 kids. That's 100 more than we ever helped before when the funding went from 7.7 million to 8 million yeah. in a year. So yeah. and that doesn't happen work. by accident. That's a lot of hard work. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And it's, uh, look, our donors, when our donors hear and see about the, what I'll call the product or the yeah. output of our work, they want to get involved. Absolutely. They want to get involved. Absolutely. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us today. And more importantly, thank you for leading the great works of the Community Catholic Center, which is an absolute game changer for families in the Portland and West End neighborhoods. Thank you so much for joining yeah, us thank today. Thank you for having me. Thank you for the invitation. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Rich, to me, this is just another example that why at the Catholic Education Foundation. The answer is yes. Thank you, everyone, for listening and hope you can join us for podcast number 23. God bless. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.